they lost Montrezl Harrell, they lost Shamit, they lost Jermichael Green. I don't hate it because of who they added, like Ibaka, fantastic, Luke Kennard, fantastic. But after seeing what the Lakers did, and let's just talk about the Lakers right now. The, the Clippers did do nothing to improve their status See, okay. against this the Lakers. Is the thing. Whenever you talk about the Clippers, you have to talk about the Lakers. No, it's because the Clippers just have that expectation when you have Kawhi and Paul George on your team. Like you have to be right there competing for a championship. What would you rather have? This roster or the LeBron 2007 roster? I honestly think I could average more than 0.5 free throws a game if I played in the NBA right now. There would be players who just think I suck, so I would pump fake everything and just draw fouls. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Locked In Podcast. My name is Ani. My name is Shree. And it has been a while, but we are back ready to go a lot of nfl stuff that we're not even going to cover because today is all nba free agency so much crazy free agent news to talk about not as crazy as last season there was no huge splash signings no kd to the nets type deals but there was a lot of movement across the league hundreds of transactions took place Woj and shams bombs were being fired across twitter and it was it was pretty entertaining yeah, and this free agency is going to be remembered as the, the summer, or not really the summer because it's mid-November, late November right now, but it's the free agency of roster reshuffling. There are so many pieces on different teams. There are players where you think, oh, why are they on this team? But it's when we'll get to people like Jeremy Grant and, you know, Dwayne Dedman, but yeah, it's just a crazy, crazy offseason, a lot of trades, a lot of draft implications and we're just going to get right to it we'll start alphabetically we're going to start with one of the teams which i think had one of the best off seasons and that was the atlanta hawks so the pieces they picked up during free agency were bogdan bogdanovich who today just signed an offer sheet four years 72 million dollars they got chris dunn from the bulls danilo gallinari from okc solomon hill from miami Rondo from the Lakers and Tony Snell from Detroit. Now, some of those names aren't flashy. Like, Rondo's definitely not a flashy name. Chris Dunn isn't one of those spectacular guards, but Chris Dunn is going to be all defensive caliber for the next three, four, five years. Rondo brings that veteran presence, and we all know how playoff Rondo is. And, you know, Bogdanovich is going to be an extremely valuable, like, side scoring option to. A lineup that already has Trey Young, Kevin Herter, and now a lob threat in Clint Capella, who we didn't see much of in the Hawks last year at all because of injuries. So, Ani, I don't know. What do you think? Like, I thought they had a really good offseason and honestly have them positioned in the top six in the East. Yeah, I agree. I think based on the pieces they picked up, this could potentially be one of the better teams in the East, which, again, says more about the Eastern Conference than it does about the Hawks. But I still think they're set up to maybe potentially make a run. We'll have to see how Trey Young steps up his game from last season. We know that Trey Young and Luka Doncic are two young guys in the league that can definitely step up their game year after year. We'll see if this is the season where maybe Trey Young has that the next step up to maybe becoming a Steph Curry type player. His numbers show that he's on that trajectory to maybe hit it at some point in his career. But we'll see if, if having all these pieces around him makes him better 
And I think this brings a lot of depth to the Hawks. I think maybe their starting five was was pretty good, was was okay enough to do well in the East. But when, when Trey Young wasn't on the floor, their their depth wasn't there. But now, as you said, you have Chris Dunn, you have Tony Snell, who again talk about defense. You you bring in that defensive minded guards and with, with regards to Chris Dunn, Tony Snell, you have two great shooters to supplement um, Trey Young with regards to Danilo Gallinari and Bogdan Bogdanovich, and then. You got big guys. You got Clint Capella, and just overall, I mean, and we're also forgetting Cam Reddish here, right? That that's just, you know, how sort of I guess now deep their roster is just compared to who they had last time. And sad that you know Vince Carter's retiring, so he's gone. But they got rid rid of Bembry, got rid of Jeff Teague, and overall, I think the roster is a hundred percent better than before, way better. And I just think it's a matter of putting the pieces together and seeing if they fit. But I think they have some pieces in place. I think they had a pretty good offseason, and we'll see where it goes. But I think in Hotlanta, maybe it's looking good right now with regards to their sports culture. The Falcons aren't doing too good. The Braves blew that lead. But maybe the Hawks can actually make the playoffs and maybe make a deep run. I don't think so, but I think they'll at least make the playoffs. Yeah, it's kind of sad that the Atlanta Hawks are the representative for Atlanta sports at the moment. But I am very excited for this backcourt because with Herter and Trey Young this season, it's kind of hard to succeed because they don't really have that elite defensive presence. But now with Chris Dunn, he's going to hide a lot of the flaws this backcourt had on the defensive side of the ball. So props to Atlanta. I thought they did really, really well. Let's move on to... The Boston Celtics, who... Your favorite team. My former favorite Eastern Conference favorite team. Um, I don't really know if that's changed, but they're definitely not the most interesting Eastern Conference team. They lost Gordon Hayward, and I think some people thought that was expected. Other people made it out to be not much of a loss for them, but I think it's going to be huge because Gordon Hayward is a fantastic playmaker, and yes, his contract with the Celtics didn't pan out the way... A lot of people thought because of injuries, really had a rough Celtics tenure. A lot of Boston fans are going to look back on him and not really remember him fondly, but he is a great basketball player. And once we get to the Hornets, I'll talk about why he's going to help that team so much. But their main additions in the offseason were at the backup positions where they signed Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson. Thompson's going to be huge for them. They haven't really had this like role threat, a guy who just rebounds every single thing he sees. He's going to be great for them. And Jeff Teague is just that old veteran presence. Like he isn't old, but I feel like he's been in the league for so long and he's been on so many teams that have won. He's generally a good guard. He can drive. He has a semi-reliable outside shot. So losing Brad Wanamaker to the Warriors kind of offset by picking up Jeff Teague. I don't know. They just essentially maintained most of the roster that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and I think with with getting Hayward off their hands, as you said, the contract didn't necessarily work out, and it was a little bit awkward as to, as to how to play that team. And I think the team is better with Hayward on the team. The Celtics are a better team with Hayward there, but just because he's gone doesn't mean that they're drastically worse. So I think Hayward, that whole saga is hilarious. And we'll talk about that when we get to the Charlotte Hornets uh, and how Michael Jordan is a terrible GM. But I, I agree with you. I think that the Celtics aren't the most interesting team. I think, like, as you said, their, their biggest loss was definitely Hayward, but I don't think it's that big of a loss. I mean, pickups, yeah, again, Jeff Teague, reliable veteran presence, and Tristan Thompson. I'm glad for the Kardashian clan, you know, because they can go to a city that's better than Cleveland. 
uh, to visit Tristan Thompson. So Tristan Thompson, UT alum, hook him. He's a great rebounder. And again, I think the biggest piece of offseason news for the Boston Celtics is how happy Kim and Khloe Kardashian are that they don't have to visit Cleveland to see Tristan Thompson. And I think that's important. So people should know that that is important. What do you think? I think that's the most important thing about this offseason. Yeah, I think the biggest woge bomb that wasn't released was the Kardashian news, right? Like we, yeah. It's just priorities, man. Come on. Um, yeah. But in all seriousness, yes, we are very happy for the Kardashians and everything they stand for and all they mean <laughs> to the NBA community. So, yes. Very important. I mean, just ask Devin Booker, right? Yeah, Devin Booker, Kyle Kuzma, just you know, pick him. Ben Simmons, I don't ben know. Ben Simmons, the all yeah, the- D'Lo, the all Kardashian team is strong, dude. I'd pick that to make an Eastern Conference Finals run. I don't know about you. I- I'd pick them to make it the Eastern Conference Finals over the Hawks. What do you think? I think they would beat the current Nets team with Durant, Irving, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, okay, let's not go there. Let's okay. Well, you yeah, want to go there? You want to go to the Nets? Let's talk about the Nets because. They had a huge offseason, such a huge offseason, so many huge pieces. They really did almost nothing. They added Bruce Brown, who <laughs> I do think is going to be a valuable rotation piece for them. Um, Jeff Green, who somehow gets contracts every single time he's in free agency. It's just people have this thing for Jeff Green where they forget that he's just an average NBA player and think about what he could have been because he was drafted really, really high. He was supposed to be a superstar, ended up just being an all-right rotation guy for so many years. But he's a beloved teammate. Everyone talks really highly about him, so it makes sense. Would you look Jeff Green in the face and say you're an average NBA player? I don't think I would look um, Kwame Brown in the face and tell him he's an average NBA player. Oh, I definitely would. It's cool, dude. Steve Smith said Kwame Brown has small hands. That's all I need to know. know, As someone who's still struggling to attempt to dunk, I have no stake in any arguments with any NBA player. It's Kwame right Brown, but I mean, okay. The thing about Jeff Green though is, like, twice a season, you'll get these amazing, like, forty, like, forty point, like, huge scoring performances. We'll be hitting, he'll be hitting every single shot, and the rest of the season, you'll just get mediocreness the the entire season. Like, Houston Rocket fans know this. Like, Jeff Green had two great games this entire season, and the rest of it was just. And in the playoff series against the Lakers, was not great. I'm not going to lie. In the playoffs, he actually did play pretty well. Jeff Green was the one reliable source of offense other than James Harden that the Rockets had. So In the first series. In the first series, right? Yes, but against against the Lakers, nobody was going to do well. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. The the pickup that's interesting for the Nets is the Landry Shamit edition, which is just basically adding more shooting to, you know, complement Kyrie, Durant, and like a pretty big Nets team otherwise. But, you know, the... What I want to talk about is Brian Rosillo on the Bill Simmons podcast sometimes. He'll say Shamit's the ugliest player in the NBA. I really don't know what to make of that because, yes, he does have this, like, gigantic forehead. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Shamit being the ugliest dude in the NBA? Somebody compared him to some, like, some cartoon or something, and I thought it was hilarious, and I'm really trying to find it right now. I don't think I will. But, I mean, I haven't looked through the, every single roster and, and found every single player. But, yeah. I mean, look, he's richer than I'll ever be, probably. <laughs> so, I don't think how he looks really matters. He also played... He, he also got to live in L.A. being a multimillionaire. And now he's going to live in Brooklyn being a multimillionaire. 
right? So like, can you really can you really say anything bad about Landry Shaman? No, like, he wins. He definitely wins. And he we wins lose. at life. We lose but and he wins. Um, I think he played a meaningful five seconds in <laughs> the Western Conference semifinals against the. No, what sucks is that he had such a good rookie year where I thought he was just going to contribute the entire tenure yeah, I just, with whatever I mean, team he stayed on. But I think injuries this year really hurt. You know, him. okay, maybe if the Clippers had kept the leads they had against the the Nuggets, he would have played in those fourth quarters, right? But obviously they didn't, so they just had to keep on playing Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So like maybe he would have played garbage time minutes in the playoffs, but he just never got to because the Clippers just kept on giving up leads and never had huge leads. No, no, no. And so. Shamit's more valuable than just the garbage time guy. Like he's shown that he can be that like elite yeah, but sniper. Yeah, Doc Rivers did not utilize him at all. If you, if you look at the playoffs and you look at, look at the bubble, Andrew Shamit barely played. Uh, yeah, he showed flashes. I remember him against the the Warriors in 2019. He killed us sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Well, so, yeah, enough. Let's, let's move on to talk. Michael let's, Jordan's team the charlotte bobcats the charlotte hornets the i'm gonna call them the bob i like the bobcats i think bobcats is a better name than hornets you know but because like you can actually have like a bobcat mascot on like, the sidelines like a guy dressed up in like a cat costume type deal but like a guy dressed up as a bee just looks really stupid i don't know <laughs> just just my opinion but you want to talk about Lamelo Ball first? You want to talk about Gordon Hayward first? Let's talk Lamelo first because I think one of their biggest additions was through the draft. And so, okay, he, here's my theory, right? I think that Michael Jordan somehow got wind of the Lavar Ball, saying that he could beat Michael Jordan one on one, and was like, the only way to make this happen is either to get Lonzo in free agency or just draft Lamelo. And he was like, you know what? Let me just draft Lamelo. You're really so stre- I think- you're stretching right now. No, I a hundred percent believe this because, like, it, it's Michael Jordan. We all we all watched the Last Dance. We know how competitive he is. He's gonna take Lavar to school real quick. Lavar will shut up, and Lamelo will be a potentially good, I think, pretty mediocre player for the next few years until he develops. I think Lamelo is like really, really raw in terms of talent potential. I think he has a lot of potential, but like, I think he's raw right now, and like, he has some liabilities, especially on the defensive end. He's tall. But like he hasn't shown that he's been able to play really well against great competition because we know what happened to his, you know, tenure in, uh, you know, well, well where did he play Lithuania, he in right? Lithuania. And then he went he, to he went to he the, played in he played in the NBL too in yeah Australia. he went to, um, the, it's the Hawks the Ilariasa Hawks or something but I think yeah I, with regards to Lamelo it's like it, it is it is what it is I guess. No, he's, and he's, he's I think good. one of the things with Lamelo is that people, you know, the the Ball family has this preconceived image that they're just this entitled family. But all the, uh, like, I'm not entitled in the sense that like they're a basketball family. You know, they have this like rich tradition of going to like wherever they want to play. They go, they put up these numbers, get drafted high. But Lamelo worked to get to the point no, he is right now, and hundred percent his growth spurt cannot be understated. He's a legitimate six seven crazy handles um he can he needs to work on his outside shot but it, the makings of an elite three-point shooter are definitely there like no one yeah, just comes I mean, into the league the way he is and is going to be a spot up like knockdown shooter and the, the best thing about Lamelo is his vision like his passing skills if you just watch his tapes in the nbl over in lithuania none of the other stuff stands out as much as the way he finds open guys whether it's pick and rolls pick and pops um open floor transition play I think he's going to be a really good player for a really long time. I, I think my issue with him, and I think a lot of people shared the issue, is he shot like a 29% clip in the NBL. 
And the competition in the NBL is not great, right? We look at Luka. Like, Luka dominated in the EuroLeague. And the EuroLeague is probably the second best league in the in, in the world. The NBL is not the high. I, I think, honestly, LaMelo would have tougher competition in, in China, in the, in the Chinese Basketball League, where, you know, I think Jeremy Lin averaged almost 30 points per game there, and he might be coming back to the NBA, right? But I think he would have faced tougher competition there than he faced in the NBL. No disrespect to Australia, but just... So uh, the issue for me is that at least, you know, Lonzo had... He played at, at UCLA, right? One of the premier basketball universities. Great tradition there. He played in the Pac-12, played against all these teams, went into the, you know, the March Madness. So for me, at least coming out, people doubted the Lonzo pick, but he had proved himself to some extent at a higher level than LaMelo has proved. But I think in terms of potential, as you said, with LaMelo's height, with his shooting ability, with his, especially his vision and his handles, he has way more potential than I think Lonzo did. But is this? we'll see what type of development the, the Hornets give LaMelo. I think that will be important because he needs to be developed properly by actual NBA coaching staff and by an actual NBA training staff. And, you know, something that he's probably not going to get with, you know, LaVar shooting in the backyard in Chino Hills. Right, and James Brago, Hornets head coach James Brago, I think he he did a fantastic job with Devontae Graham last year, and Graham really came onto the scene as, you know, one of the lead guards on an NBA team, and people were questioning whether he would even make the NBA after his tenure at Kansas. But I do have hopes for Lamelo. I think his stat line this season on a weak Hornets team is going to be something like 16-6-4, and four with sub 35% three-point shooting. So I think he'll struggle. He's going to grow as a basketball player, learn against actual tough competition. Not saying the people he played were weak or anything, but the NBA is just another step up. But he will have Gordon Hayward on his team, which is going to help a lot with the primary playmaking duties. I am a fan of the signing. Maybe not the money, but Gordon Hayward, before he broke his wrist this season... Or not break. I think he fractured his wrist. In the first like eight nine games before he like that happened, he averaged twenty six and four. So on a loaded Celtics team that already has Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, like people I like who how Jason Tatum need is the, the ball. Guy you mentioned. No, and and we know Kemba's on the team, but I'm talking about the wing depth. Like Gordon Hayward put up those numbers and was playing at an All Star level before the injury. So. I do think he still has the potential to be a very high-level contributor on a roster that, you know, I think they're going to be fighting for the eight seed this year, but we'll see. Gordon Hayward took one all-star appearance in the Western Conference and transitioned it into, like, hundreds of millions of dollars of money, and all of his money in in Charlotte is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, the team is okay. They don't have great depth. Like, they have some young guys like Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham, as you said. Uh, we'll see about Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward's beef that was, you know, supposed to be a sort of big deal when they were on the Celtics together. And I think they unfollowed each other at one point. And now they're on the same team, which is hilarious. But we'll see that they're big men. Like, what do they have? Like, what, right now, Batum and Bismack Biombo. Well, I think they stretched Batum and waived him. So they still have to pay him something like $9 million a year for the next Wonderful. three years. 
Like they, they just took the 27 mil they owed him and stretched it. But any team could sign him. I think Golden State should sign him for like just a bench, like minimum deal or something. I don't so know. Basically, be the Zaza of this team. No, and Batum's not a big. He's like a point forward type player. Like he's the the Hornets bigs are like Bismack, Bismack, um, Cody Zeller. Um, they they got Vernon Carey Jr. in the draft. Maybe if Miles Bridges plays power forward, I think they should go some lineups with Bridges at the five. But that's just yeah, me. They, they could do that. He played the five sometimes in college. Anyways, that is way more Hornets talk than I ever again want to do, unless they win a championship or something. It's important because like Levar Ball literally spoke into existence two of his three sons getting drafted in the top three picks in the the NBA draft. Like that's legendary, and props to him for doing that. Even though we know he was probably a trash basketball player and he could never beat Michael Jordan one on one. Yes, and speaking of legendary trash. And Michael Jordan, that is what the Chicago Bulls are, a legendary franchise that is currently trash and once had Michael Jordan. Um, an already bad basketball team lost one of their best defenders in Chris Dunn. They, their biggest free agency signing was Garrett Temple, who, by all accounts, fantastic culture guy for the locker room. I think he's going to help in that regard. But I'm very curious to see... Patrick Williams and how he develops on a roster that already has a lot of big guys in Laurie Markinen, um, Wendell Carter Jr. Patrick Williams was kind of the surprise pick in the lottery. Yeah, that was crazy to me. Cause and I don't dislike it. I, I don't dis. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many. This, this okay. Not that this is draft was draft was super deep, but he was like a guy I thought would be like a mid to late first round pick by like. A team that wanted to take a chance not a team in the top four that would get a player that they think would be suitable for the next five years for them as like a reliable scorer or a reliable player it was very weird to me because he's he's very boomer bust i hope he's better than well i, I just hope his development pans out because in florida state he was nice like he has all the makings of someone who you know, works hard, like, he'll be maybe, he's like one of those all-rookie second-team type guys who just fights every day on a bad team, and that's why he gets recognition, but I don't know, this Bulls team, unless Zach Levine takes this monster superstar jump, I don't see them really going anywhere, it's just like not a good roster, and Kobe White has to take that De'Aaron Fox level leap as a guard, which I just don't see happening when you have Zach Levine on your team. Well, I mean, I think they have the, the, the Chicago Bulls, like have the, the, the roster of people that like of players that people thought would do really well. Like they have what Denzel Valentine. Remember how hyped he was in college coming out and like, let's see Zach Levine, obviously. I mean, not that he's not hyped. I think he's probably the best player right now. Oh, no but, doubt. Well, like Laurie Markin is still really, really good, but I mean Otto really? Porter Jr. It's funny that you mentioned Markin. Like he's he's a guy who, if he doesn't have he, his first year in the league was so promising. He looks like he looked like someone who could be a Dirk Light, like just a really good stretch he, shooting. He kind of looked like what Luca was like basically became. No, but Luca Luca plays a guard position. It's tough. Like, no, I know, Markkinen but like just this like a European player four. that comes in and is supposed to take the mantle of like, like the next European star 
who's like sort of great at like shooting. I know like obviously marketing plays more of like the forward position, but like he kind of in my mind seems like the especially after his first year, we were like, oh, Laurie marketing gonna be you know the biggest thing, and then just all kind of fell away. Like it would be really disappointing if his career just ends up being what Tony Kukoc's was. And yeah. I think hey, I man, just Tony Kukoc won rings. Well, he won rings, but he also played with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Well, I mean, look, the rings that is those are, are, are the stuff that matter. Yes, and a team that's not going to win a ring next year is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, just a really weird roster. Um, I think I think the, the, their biggest signing to me, which just told me a lot, was was Javale McGee. That, that told me they're ready to win now. You know, you have JaVale McGee, you're probably going to the finals. We've seen that with the Warriors, seen that with the, the Lakers. It's almost a guarantee at this point. Yeah, they need to trade Kevin Love because Kevin Love should not be wasting a season on this team. Kevin uh, Love is such a good player. Like, he, not, not such a good player, but like I, I feel like he's too good of a player to be on the Cavs. Right, yeah. There's a lot of those players, especially after this free agency round, where I just feel like their careers are being wasted right now. Um, I do like... The wait, so the what is the lineup Coro... going to be? Well, Andre Drummond a center and Kevin Love a power forward. Yes, Drummond and, and then Love. Colin Sexton just like dribbling the ball with Larry Nance. Let's no, let's it's going to be it's going to be Sexton, Garland, Osman, Drummond, Love, and then that's probably not, that's off the bench Kevin Porter Jr., Dellavedova, Larry Nance. Oh my God, this is a god awful roster. I just don't like it. Um, it's okay, M- minus okay. What would you rather have, this roster or the LeBron 2007 roster? That one because they have LeBron. Yeah, but every other player is worse on that team. Like I would like this team has two pretty good bigs. And okay, not that I would actually take this team, but I think like this team just needs one star. And like they're, I feel like they're okay. I think they're you banking know, to make on the playoffs in the East. They're banking on their draft pick Isaac Okoro to become a star. He's six six two twenty five. He has that that small forward combo type potential. So I don't know. Why'd they draft Colin Sexton again? I really forget. Was that just basically mm, to replace like Kyrie a, in a sense? He's a very competitive scoring guard, which is always a yeah, good thing. Yeah, but okay, he wasn't that good in Alabama. Oh, so. Do you remember the game where Alabama fouled, basically everyone in Alabama oh, fouled, out. fouled out except three for on fouled, five yeah. against Minnesota. And he went yeah. off. Like he carried that Alabama actually, almost so win. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Dude, this is why college basketball is so much fun. It's, oh my god. March Will there be any special? games in college basketball this year? As of right now, the answer to that question is no. College basketball needs to figure out what they're gonna do. Like, Every fast. game is getting canceled. Yeah. Um uh, Okay, now now onto our first what first Western Conference team, the Dallas Mavs. Are, are you done talking about the Cavs? Because I don't want to spend any more time yeah, talking about let's, Cleveland. Let's move on to Dallas because they actually have some crazy roster situation things to work out. Um, Do you remember when, like, at one point, everyone was like, oh, Bogdan is going to go to the Mavs, and then that just never happened? That was the the, the easy suggestion, I think, just because the Luka friendship and, like, there's just so many factors that played into that. Yeah, he's also a natural fit for that offense. No, he is. It's just, it was super hyped, and then they just, like, who'd they get? They got... They really didn't get anybody. In, like I guess they got Josh Richardson in free agency, but that's really it. Well, Wesley Owundu, underrated pickup because he's a dog, and he really helped the Magic. Um, but was it worth getting Josh Richardson and trading Seth Curry? Seth Curry? I don't, I don't so. know. I don't know, right? Because 
anytime any Mavericks point guard came off the bench, you don't have defense. Like Seth Curry competes on defense, but he's not a great defender. Trey Burke is an awful defender. So <laughs> I like that they do have someone who has like all defense. If there was a third or a fourth team, that kind of potential, like Josh Richardson plays defense at a high level, which is something yeah. the Mavs really need alongside Luca. So I don't know. We'll see. But I do think they got the steal of the draft in Tyrell Terry, Stanford yeah, guy. Yeah, he's really okay. Like I think this team is good enough to make the playoffs in the West because they oh. did it last year. And as long as there's no injuries to, as long as basically their best player, I'm not gonna even say because I don't, I don't want to say it, you know. But as long as there's no injuries, I think they're gonna make the playoffs. It's just like, can they beat like the the in the first round if they're a lower seed? Can they beat a Nuggets team? that's really hot or the Lakers or even the Clippers if the Clippers end up being a top four seed again, they'll definitely be in the bottom four seeds fighting for that playoff spot. But once they get in there and maybe this isn't their season, you know, because obviously there weren't any huge free agent signings. So maybe they're trying to go for like a Giannis type deal. I don't know. Cause in my mind, you already have Kristaps and Luca, right? So might as well fill your roster with like good guys, kind of like a Jeremy Grant's type type, player like who aren't great but are good enough with like and you'd have to pay them 175 mil right mm -hmm. to have them on your roster type deal i would rather fill my roster with those players and and, and support luca and give him a chance to to go deep in the playoffs than just basically do nothing well i do think with a healthy porzingis this mavs team is definitely a top six team in the west and but a top six team in the west isn't good enough because you're playing the lakers in the second round i know it's not good enough but in the West, you can't really ask for a lot more at this point, well, right? No. I mean, the thing is you have a bona fide superstar in Luka Doncic, and you have a very great number two in Kristaps, assuming he stays healthy, which I think he will this season, right? So again, my question, why don't you just go and trade away like random guys you have on your team and get better people that are in free agency right now and sign them? then keep your roster the same. I mean, maybe they really like the fit and the cohesiveness of the roster, but I just don't think this roster built right now could be the Clippers in the second round. Oh, I no. think they'll lose to them like they lost this this year. Oh, no. Well, actually, I don't know if they would have lost the Clippers if Porzingis was healthy. It was 2-2, remember? Yeah, but it took a Luka buzzer beater to... Well, know. a loss is a loss. As the Clippers know, they were up double digits 3-1 against the Nuggets many times and lost. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll get back to the Mavs. What I like about their roster is that it's still young. So even if this year there's like a middling playoff team, it was still a very good team, but in a tight Western Conference, like I, they have time next no. offseason to pick someone. I up. agree, but I don't. I don't think next year's offseason will be good for the Mavs because there'll be like five big names and that's it, right? I think the like this year's free agent market was great for the Mavs because there was a bunch of guys that weren't like superstar level but we're good enough to surround your best stars with right mm -hmm. but if you take a look at next season it's basically going to be the name of the big or the, the year of the big fish right because like, Giannis is going to be there and like it's going to be a whole thing so yeah the Giannis know. the summer of Giannis is going to be pretty similar to I think the summer of Durant it's just going to be madness teams just fighting to get him but do you think that we'll get a picture on. of Giannis drinking Bubba a picture of Giannis drinking what? Boba. That was my favorite picture of the Kevin Durant free agency summer was the Kevin Durant just like drinking Boba. And I was like, this man's is officially a Golden State Warrior. Like, 
Hey man, thousand Durant's, percent. Durant's a bubble guy. What can I say? Yeah, he's he's a bubble guy. Um, someone. <laughs> no, who... I was just found it really funny. He was just drinking this boba, and I was like, dude, this guy's really now officially like a part of the Bay Area culture. Dude, milk tea and Kevin Durant are two of my very hot and cold subjects. I never know really how I feel about either of them. It just depends on the day. Wait, you don't like milk tea? No, it just depends. Like some days I'm really feeling it. Other days I want nothing to do with it. Bro, that's what I like about milk tea is because if it's a hot day, it's nice. But if it's a cold day, you can also get it and still feel good because it's tea, you know? I wasn't literally talking about the weather, but it's... Oh, okay. Never mind then. I guess... It's a, it's a feeling check, you know? I don't know. I, I don't get it. I feel like I'm always feeling like boba. Especially if it's good boba, you know? I'd rather have a smoothie than boba. Really? Like, I'd rather have a, a smoothie with boba, like I like the boba slushies and stuff, you know? Give me a good Jamba Juice or literally any other smoothie place instead of milk tea. <laughs> 10 out of 10 times, I'm going for the smoothie. Okay, there's a juice zone in Danville that you can check out. That means I got to go out of San Ramon. Yeah, okay, it's a city next door. But okay, you, apparently you're telling juice, me there's, juice zone there's, is a thing in high school. There's no smoothie like all, places in San Ramon? All the cool kids, though, would like go to juice zone and like have their juice zone in first period and like senior year. Like, that was a thing to do if you were cool. So I never did it. But, like, all the cool kids did it. It's like, maybe that's what you should do. You should have your juice zone and, like, be chilling in the morning and do work. Like, that's the move. Yeah, I'm but. I'm always down for a good smoothie. But let, let's move on to our other teams. And I want to get through these a little quicker because I feel like right now we're still... We're talking a lot about, like, future implications of, like, the entire roster. Uh, I kind of want to... Let's focus on the the actual signings and stuff. Look, I think it was we needed to focus on LeVar Ball for a good portion of this <laughs> podcast. It needed to be done. Hey, there's so, never okay. going to be a situation where LeVar Ball isn't relevant. Like he's just the he's the omnipresent factor in our lives that we just didn't know we needed. <laughs> the, the Denver Nuggets. Okay, they had a pretty weird free agency because I don't think they signed anybody big. Like they gave up Jeremy Grant, and I guess Jeremy Grant was just like I want a bigger role, and they're like we have so many players. That we can't really give you a bigger role, which totally makes sense. But I still think, again, I think this is very similar to the Mavs for me, right? Like, except they give up, like, one of their best bench players. But still, I think this is easily going to be a playoff team. Potentially, if they they find a way and click top four and, in, in, like, number four in the West, right? But is this, will they be able to beat the Warriors? Is, is Or, sorry, not the Warriors, the Lakers. But, but yeah, the Nuggets... that's the biggest question. I think that's every single Western Conference team should be asking... Can we beat the Lakers? Because that's their like true litmus test of like how they're gonna do. And this team, I, don't, I mean, I don't know because it's basically the same team but with less depth than the team that played the, the Lakers in the, in the Western Conference Finals. So I thought the Nuggets had a really bad offseason. They lost three guys who are critical to their rotation in Torrey Craig, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, and yeah, Plumley and Craig didn't get super crazy numbers stats contributions but they were important like any guy in a rotation for a, a top two western conference team they they're valuable and the one guy they got to replace any of that contribution was michael green i guess they're relying on michael porter jr bowl bowl to kind of finish I, I don't know fill in but that's also asking a lot of two young guys so we'll see how that transition goes a team that was evidently on drugs this offseason was the Detroit Pistons. No idea what their strategy was here. Let's talk about some of the players they got Wait, in free okay. agency. They, they only had three players on their original roster that stayed from last season to this season. That's No, no, they had four. They had four. They had Seku, 
Dumboya. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, f- I, f- I forgot about Svi. My bad. Yeah, Svi, Makai Luke, Derek Rose, and Blake Griffin. The only guys staying. They got Dwayne Dedman, Jeremy Grant. Who? Jeremy Grant. Wasted player on the Pistons. He could help so many teams right now, including the Mavs, like you said. But no, he's on the Pistons. Josh Jackson, who's hoping for a crazy career turnaround. Rodney Magruder. Musa from the Nets. I really don't know how to pronounce his first name. Zanan Musa. Jaleel Okafor, Mason Plumley, Zaire Smith, and DeLon Wright. Really, really strange roster overhaul. And they I think they made a mistake giving up Luke Kennard. Like or not. I think they made a mistake giving Luke up Kennard. Tony Snell as well. And Christian Wood got Yes, okay, well, I mean, I think everyone knew Christian, Christian Wood. Christian Wood was barely got paid in Houston. Like, why didn't Detroit pay him? No, he I think I paid that much in Houston. I think there was all indications that Christian Wood was not coming back to the Pistons. I know, but just from a money standpoint, he got paid one more mil- he got paid one million dollars more than what Detroit would have paid him. Also, like, what is your fascination with Tony Snell? He has not been like good in so long. I just really like Tony Snell. I don't know. I think I at at one point he was a pretty legitimate like like point guard that was a good defender. Point guard at one point. Tony Snell's a small forward. Oh wait. Who are you thinking of? I really don't know, dude. Let me let me Google Tony Snell. I don't know. He's just, I don't think he's a point guard. Tony Snell is just I. Oh, this is Tony Snell. He was a shooting guard. He's a okay. small forward shooting guard. That's why. Nah, yeah, never mind. Okay, he's not that good. Forget about Tony Snell. But still, I think okay. Let's look at his most recent season in Detroit. He averaged eight points per game. That's pretty good. Tony Snell is like the two oldest. Two assists. That's the most assists he's ever averaged in the NBA. Tony Snell is the oldest young guy I've ever seen. He looks like he's forty-five, but he's twenty-nine okay. years old. He shot. He shot forty-five percent from the field and forty percent from three. No, he's a. He's a. I'm not saying he's a bad shooter. I just think you're like, oh, I'm and he shot so excited from, for them to have Tony Snell. He shot hundred percent from free throw. Every Dude, single team. I guarantee you, he Tony probably Snow. took like six free throws the whole year. He, he played twenty-eight minutes a game. What are you talking about? How many free throws did he average per game? I'm, I'm not in basketball reference. Yeah, I guarantee you that number is like under one or two a game. He played 28 minutes per game, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Tony Snell here. I'm okay. not getting into more Tony Snell talk. I'm gonna move on to the Warriors while you're looking up Tony Snell's you're right. career. <laughs> yeah, he averaged 0.5 free throws a game. Are you kidding me? But he played 28 minutes. Nice, dude. Nice. I honestly think I could average more than 0.5 free throws a game if I played in the NBA right now. I don't know about that. Bro, there would be players who just think I suck, so I would pump fake everything and just draw fouls. I think at a certain point to stop looking for the pump fake. Well, after one free throw, I have more free throws than Tony Snell per game. That's true, actually. That's true. Um, Golden State. I am heartbroken by Klay Thompson's Achilles injury. I don't want to talk about that because that's just going to make me sad. But... Pretty decent offseason otherwise. Lost Kai Bowman, who I honestly am sad to see go. Because in a really down season, he was a really energetic player. He Dude, apparently tried on defense. he was dating someone. He was dating someone that went to my high school. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, we really. got some Kai Bowman tea? I, that's all, literally all I know Source about Kai Bowman. leaked? It's literally all I know about Kai Bowman is he's on the war or he was on the Warriors. Now he's not on the Warriors. 
Uh, oh. <laughs> and he's dating someone that already, I guess he was, and I'm not sure if he still is. I don't know. Oh my god. We got we got breaking news on the Locked In podcast. Breaking news. A Bowman bomb. Uh, okay. Um, but so, they did get Kent Bazemore, who I'm really excited to have back. They got Kelly Oubre. Yeah, please please talk more about Kent Bazemore and less about James Wiseman and Kelly Oubre. No, well, I'll get to Wiseman and Mannion later. Our draft picks are crazy, but Brad Nico. Wanamaker from Boston. Fantastic backup, I think. He plays defense, shoots efficient from three. Um, doesn't turn the ball over too much. And then back to Oubre. I predict he's going to average like 21 points a game this season. Like something like that. Like a fringe so, all-star type player. Just a real energy guy. So, I mean, about that, right? My Me and my friends were just doing s- some numbers talk, right? With the Warriors. Just seeing if both Ubre and Wiggins could average 20 plus. And the only way they'd get to average 20 plus is they shot at a higher clip. With the same volume of shots. Like looking at like Steph and if you shot around the same volume... And they're basically like looking at shots. I think they're going to average 18 per game, which is, again, not bad. I think 20 is going to be hard for both of them. It's going to be 18 for both or like 17 and 21. No, so that's what I think. I think Wiggins is going to average somewhere around like 18-ish. And Ubre is going to be the one to get 21 because I think he shoots definitely more efficiently from three-point range. And he takes more. So I... Okay. I don't know. I really like the Uber pickup. That was so sudden and also really smart. I think really this is smart. a playoff team if nobody gets injured. But do you think this is a deep playoff team or a playoff team that gets bounced in the first or second round? Well, let, let's discuss their rotation super kick. Obviously, we know Steph, Draymond, Wiseman, um, Ubre, Wiggins. That's like your your starting five. And then, and then you have Pascal coming off the bench. You have Pascal. You have Kevon Looney, Jordan Poole in his second season. Uh, Marquise Chris, who really impressed me last season. And, and then I guess maybe you'd have like Mannion coming off in like the second, maybe third rotation as like a guard. Nico Mannion, if you really need scoring. But they, no, you'd have Wanamaker. For you sure. Wanamaker Brad, Brad Wanamaker is going to play like, he's going to play that Sean Livingston role, I think. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I just spent like an, I spent an hour watching Nico Mannion highlights from, from his time in Arizona and like, he seems to be pretty good, dude. But a lot like, of players just look really good in college. Yeah. Well, okay, he doesn't look great, but he played well. No, and I think by the end of the season, he'll have a definite carved-out role in the rotation. It's just right now, you trust Wanamaker with those backup guard minutes. That's true. Fun team. I'm really excited to see what they do. I still think they're a top-five team in the West. I don't know. I think there's a lot. I mean, because, look, you're assuming that Wiseman play, like, like essentially is going to be like a very good because if clay was there i would say 100 percent because the warriors functioned really well with just clay and staff and they didn't need like a great center right mm-hmm. during especially like 2016 they'd need a fantastic center but i feel like now because clay's out i mean although you do have what like Kelly Oubre to, I guess kind of fill in a role a little bit like I think you like Wiseman needs to play at a higher level than I think he might like ideally want to be playing at I think Wiseman you know? Wiseman is going to be that one rare NBA big who just comes out the gate NBA ready that's my uh, that's know. my gut feeling know. about him like he just gives off such all his interviews so far have been fantastic if he wasn't drafted by the Warriors, would you believe that statement? Yes, because I've seen Wiseman like play consistently, especially because he's always gone to those Steph Curry select camps, and I watch those videos like way too much, like just throughout the years. He's 
dynamite. He's just twitchy for a big guy that's really abnormal. Um, has a very smooth-looking jump shot. I don't know if it's going to be as efficient as it looks, but it looks very natural for him. So I don't know. I feel like Wiseman could be a very, very good player just coming out the gate. But we'll see. Again, rookies, big guys in the league. I don't know what to expect exactly, but I just have a gut feeling he's going to be really good. So that's enough for the Warriors for now. Um, Rockets, who just had a crazy, crazy offseason. And most of that craziness just came with the uncertainty with their stars. Does Harden want to go to Brooklyn? Does Westbrook want to trade? Both of them have refuted any reports of any of that news. And since then, I actually think the Rockets have done a really good job building their team. Um, they lost Covington to Portland. They lost Austin Rivers to the Knicks. And they lost Jeff Green. But they got DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Wood, and those two, I think, offset all of those losses. Christian Wood's going to be a star, or maybe not an all-star, but he's going to be a very good big man. And DeMarcus Cousins, I'm telling you, if Boogie is healthy, this is going to be the signing of the offseason. DeMar- a healthy DeMarcus Cousins elevates this Rockets team from feisty playoff team to legitimate title contender. Dude, I feel like we've been saying that about Boogie for like the past three years. It's like, oh, if Boogie's healthy, it changes everything. Like when you're signed by the Lakers and signed by the Warriors. And it's just like, I really hope Boogie stays injury-free. But based on his track record, I just, like, I think you have to assume that he's going to be a non-factor, right? I still uh, think. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just, just like based the on pessimist. the track record. I, that's I don't, just I don't the think pessimistic. you can say, oh, you know. Like, I, I think it's fine if you say, oh, if he's healthy. This he, he like it will change the league, yeah. But I think you have to assume he's not going to be, mm-hmm. because he's like what he's bounced back for after every injury, looked really good, and like some point in the season just gotten injured, and it sucks for him. It sucks for the team he's on. But essentially, like I th- like the Rockets don't need Boogie right now, and it, I mean they do need Boogie, but like even just with Christian Wood, right? I think they are potentially like a, I think the Christian Wood signing kind of saved maybe Harden from leaving. In some senses, because it like maybe it didn't, I don't know, but I think it kind of did because they're clearly abandoning this like no player above like six, seven mentality <laughs> that they had before. Dude, I'm Jeff so Green was I, their tallest guy. Can I just tell you, I'm so hyped for PJ Tucker to actually feel like an NBA player again? Like, this it's guy has center. been run to the ground by the rocket system, but I don't know who they're gonna start now. Like, it's gonna be obviously Westbrook and Harden, assuming they're staying. And, then and Christian Wood. He's 100% going to be the Christian Wood center. for sure. Probably Eric Gordon. And then do you start Cousins or Tucker? Like, well, how? It depends on if Cousins is game ready. And I think they're going to take it slow, which I'd rather have them take it slow mm-hmm. than that, then like Cousins get injured again. Sure. I think I would rather start Boogie just because that creates a little more high variance. Because we all, everyone knows what the PJ Tucker Rocket small ball lineup looks like. But. I'm excited for the Rockets for once. And if they do end up doing that Westbrook for Wall swap. Um, I think that's worse for both teams, but you know, it is. Or it could just be net zero. Like Boogie and John Wall have obvious chemistry from before. Um, They're Kentucky days. And then Westbrook and Beal could be really weirdly interesting. I don't know. We'll see. That's a thing to monitor. I think we're going to have to split our free agency into two episodes because... 
We are 11 through 30. We have finished 11 teams of the 30 teams. So Yeah, let's split it in two. Let's finish up the Pacers, both LA teams, and then we can start with the Grizz for the next time. Yes, let's do that. Indiana, okay. a very... They, they did nothing, they right? They literally I mean, did nothing. I don't really want to discuss them. I don't think they did much at all. Wait, but hold up, though. They gave up TJ Leaf. That's like probably, you know, a huge off-season signing. And you know who they gave Thunder. up TJ Leaf to? OKC. Thunder. Because the Thunder... Oh, I'm excited for next episode because the Thunder are just 30 minutes on their own. Um, yeah, I yeah, guess we TJ cannot Leaf, We cannot fit Thunder talk into this episode. <laughs> yeah, Sam Presti... We should get Sam Presti on so, an episode. Do you remember point. at one point there were rumors about how Victor Oladipo was like telling every single team after he played them that I want to play with you guys? Mm-hmm. And like two days after those rumors came out, like Oladipo was like, ah, oh, nah, I'm like here for the Pacers. I'm here to stay. I'm committed. I'm ready to make our roster better. And then they did mm-hmm. nothing in free agency. Like, what, is, what a turn of events. Just like, first, oh, Oladipo's leaving. Then Oladipo's staying and he wants better free agents. Then only guy we bring in is Jalen LeCue. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not going to bring in anybody. You really think your team is, is like, you really think that TJ Warren's going to play like Michael Jordan again? Like, I don't understand. No, and they're relying on Oladipo to just get back to being fully healthy because that team is a very good team, especially with the healthy Sabonis, too. Yeah, Sabonis, just, Sabonis and Oladipo were not... I mean, Sabonis wasn't even there in the playoffs. Yeah. But. It's just a really boring team to watch sometimes. You know, I feel like the team is very representative of the area they're from. Explain. You know, okay, well, like, Indiana, you know, it's, like, boring, hella cornfields and stuff. But, like, Indiana is, like, you know, a, a state rich in basketball tradition. So they have, like, I guess, an exciting player, right, in, in, in Victor Oladipo, and they have X UT Austin alum that doesn't make any sense because X and alum they have UT Austin alum Miles Turner <laughs> Hookham who I guess now can shoot threes um, but like did they have you know <laughs> Doug McDermott who's your token like sort of Indiana Hoosiers like Doug McDermott seems the only like, seems like the only guy on this team who would actually be in the movie Hoosiers <laughs> and right? I really thought they should have gotten Gordon Hayward like that was the yeah, signing they should have done Though I think at one point there were there was rumors of that, but I guess you know Michael Jordan just really enticed. Maybe maybe Gordon Hayward wanted to restart his beef with Terry Rozier. That's what I think. Or maybe he wants to amend it. He was just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to sign for a billion dollars with the Hornets just so I can fix my friendship with Terry Rozier. Okay, wait. Could the could the Pacers have signed Gordon Hayward? Like, do they have the money to? That- I definitely think they could have, especially if they worked out some sort of like Miles Turner swap. Like a sign and yeah, trade, okay, but they'd have to give up pl- like pieces, right? But like, I still don't think the Turner Sabonis fit makes sense. It doesn't, but now that Miles Turner can shoot threes, everything has changed. Well, no, Miles Turner has been shooting threes. Like, it's not some but sudden no, thing. He, in the bubble, he really shot the three kind of well. <laughs> you mean in the the four game sweep that happened? Yeah. Okay, before the four game sweep. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. I not I did not anticipate the Heat would. Sweep the Pacers. I had such high expectations for a TJ Warren Jimmy Butler duel. It just never happened, dude. TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler is like fire and fire extinguisher. You know, <laughs> the battle is over before it starts. Yeah, only one player really had the heat. If you know what I mean. <laughs> That's why I said fire and fire extinguisher. Um, Actually, it should be the other way. Never mind. That was that wasn't whatever. That wasn't great. Okay, okay. want to move on to the Clippers now. Yeah, speaking of a dumpster fire, um, I hate what they did this off season. Like. 
they lost Montrezl Harrell, they lost Shamit, they lost Jermichael Green, and I'm it's not necessarily I I don't hate it because of who they added like Ibaka, fantastic, Luke Kennard, fantastic, but after seeing what the Lakers did, and let's just talk about the Lakers right now. The, the Clippers did nothing to improve their status See, okay. against this the Lakers. This is the thing. Whenever you talk about the Clippers, you have to talk about the Lakers. No, it's because the Clippers just have that expectation. When you have Kawhi and Paul George on your team, like you have to be right there competing for a championship. And I don't think they got better than the Lakers even a little bit. The Lakers, meanwhile, added Dennis Schroeder, runner-up for sixth man of the year. Montrez Harrell, sixth man of the year. Wesley Matthews, who is instant plug-and-play 3 and D on any team in the league. Jordan Bell and Alfonso McKinney, two Golden State Warrior legends. So they're going to be like the last guys on the bench, but I don't care. I just love them. Um, they managed Marc to Gasol. keep... They managed to... Yes, Marcus Gasol. I was going to get to Marcus Gasol. They managed to keep KCP, keep Caruso, keep Kuzma. Okay, keeping Kuzma was not... Like, I was totally fine with letting him go. Sure, but it's nice having him. I don't know. And then if you Marcus have him, Sol, you have to play him. The crazy if he plays, he's not going to do well. So. I just think you have a an unnecessary hate for a Twitter legend in Kyle Kuzma. I, Giving out PS5s to Laker fans? Look, Kuzma does a lot for his community, and I really adore him off the court. But on the court, he's not consistent. He is so inconsistent. He is like too inconsistent for me to like him to be in the regular Lakers rotation. Like, I just don't, it's kind of like, like, I, even Rondo was more consistent than, 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 than him. I don't know. It kind of really makes me mad. But yeah. He was like basically Danny Green in the playoffs, you know? Whatever. Well, Danny Green was Danny Green in the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's true. But, okay. The, the whole Dwight Howard situation was honestly kind of sad, mm-hmm. but it is what Did it you is. hear about what happened? Yeah, so let's explain to the viewers. So I guess what happened was Dwight Howard texted the Lakers and said, yeah, I accept your deal for like five mil or something, right? And the Lakers essentially said, oh, that wasn't like a firm deal. It was just like an offer. Let's talk to, like, we're going to talk to the front office and get back to you. And right away, Dwight Howard, and when he said, I'm accepting your deal, the first thing they did was post on Twitter saying, love the purple and gold, glad to stay here another year or whatever. But then after that conversation happened, he deleted that tweet, signed with the Sixers. And I think it's because the Lakers were in talks of getting Montrezl Harrell at that point. So essentially they were like, we don't need Dwight Howard. So it's just the question now is like, who would you rather have? Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee or Montrezl Harrell and Marc Gasol? And the answer is quite certainly Marc Gasol and Montrezl Harrell. Because whatever Montrezl Harrell doesn't give you on defense, Marc Gasol does. And that is going to be a dangerous, dangerous lineup. If Whether the two are staggering their minutes or playing together uh marcus all just gives you that defensive intellect like he's always gonna i be... disagree with this so much why i think gasol's always gonna be in the right place defensively he stretches the floor well, for no you. excellent passer not not with your analysis just with the with the choice of gasol and like harrell or dan like or, or dwight howard and JaVale McGee. you'd rather have mcgee and dwight dude dwight howard can hit threes now Okay. Do you know the last points scored in the NBA Finals were what? A Dwight Howard three. It changes the game. I really wanted a serious argument, and you just didn't give me that. You didn't give me <laughs> okay, that. Pleasure. I don't think they're okay. I like think about it. I I guess there's like some argument in the sense of like at least both of them. 
provide better defense like that's consistent and like they're both con- more consistent in the sense and also like I, the one thing people forget is Marcus is 36 years old like the guy's not young no he's not young but in terms of consistency I expect more consistency from Harrell and Gasol than I do from McGee and Howard and the, the one thing that is nice about McGee and Howard is their vertical threat like they're definitely better lob catching threats for good interior passers like AD I meant and consistency in the, in the sense that you know what you're going to get every single game in the sense that they're going to be pretty reliable on the defensive end on uh, the offensive end like they're not going to be taking jumpers or anything like what Marcus Gasol might do right but, but I enjoy the fact that now the Lakers have two centers with expectations <laughs> yeah that's I guess. definitely I better I think I'm just not sure about the whole Montrose Herald thing because he was on the Clippers and I'm not sure if he's going to bring any of that toxic like you know locker room talk maybe lebron will squash it but see we, we started talking about the clippers and we just completely devolved about like we haven't even talked about like who they i guess picked up I mean, we barely touched on it but we just talked about the lakers i feel like that's how the clippers the clippers should just move to like san diego back to like where they started or they should move to i'm trying to think of a city that deserves the clippers um, oh, you know what we do have to talk about with the Clippers? They signed Marcus Morris, re-signed him for your $64 million. Are you kidding me? Markeith took the minimum to stay on the Lakers, and Marcus signed four years, 64. And First who of all, better? huge who over. Better? Oh, okay. Marcus is a little better. I think he can do, do more for no. you on offense. Okay, but how much he better? He is not $64 million better. That's my point. Crazy overpaid. Like, that should not have been the amount he signed for. The Clippers should relocate to like St. Louis or something. St. Louis Clippers. I could totally see that. You know? I, I, could, would I could not mind if they relocated to Seattle. Nah, Seattle deserves a franchise better than the Clippers, yeah. dude. Come on. No, I agree. I think Sacramento should move to Seattle. Do you do, do but Golden One Arena is such a nice arena? The Seattle Kings? Kinda nice ring to it. Wait, isn't King County the the county where Seattle's in? I think so. It is. Dude, yes, it is. I don't even live there, and I know that. Well, I've only been here for a month. It doesn't matter. It's, it's King months. County is the county where Seattle's in. Yes, I do right. know that. You didn't know that. I knew that. I, I should move to I Seattle almost, instead of you. Yeah, why don't we switch? Except I'm, I'm currently in San Ramon, so it's not like I'm going to switch anywhere. Um, But yes, the Clippers underachieved this offseason while the Lakers upgraded basically every spot they lost someone at they lost avery bradley danny green dwight howard javel mcgee and rondo how did the lakers even get montrez harrell no idea so strange and montrez harrell was saying you the Clippers what? didn't like i feel bad i feel bad for dwight howard because i heard dwight howard really wanted to stay with the lakers because his wife plays for the sparks I think he finally so, also found a good like basketball situation. Yeah, and like he really likes the culture there, and like we love him now, and like he's like nice and stuff, and like you know, it's hilarious that he and Daryl Morey are reunited after his Rockets yeah. seasons. I don't that know, was... man. All right, let's last team for today. Let's talk Grizzlies, and they really didn't do anything. Like their biggest thing is getting Jaron Jackson Jr. back healthy. Um, and John Morant. They got Sean McDermott, Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Um, Mario Hazonia was their biggest off-season signing, which says a lot about how wait, the Grizzlies wait, did. The Memphis Grizzlies really, they, the Memphis Grizzlies really got Sean McDermott. They, Sean McDermott. No, they really just didn't do anything. Like their their team is just going to be a feisty, 
seven through ten, maybe compete for the play-in tournament, that type of team. Are you looking up Sean McDermott to see whether they got the Bills head coach or an actual player named Sean McDermott? I I genuinely am. Okay, no, but the Bills also lost Josh Jackson. It's not the Bills. The Grizzlies also lost Josh. Dude, just uh, at this point, we got to end the episode. Once we're talking okay, about the Bills... Okay, but Josh Jackson's pretty good. No, he's, he's just... He hasn't had a good developing situation anywhere, which is why I think Detroit, Dwayne Casey is actually going to help him. Whatever drunk offseason they had, I do think Josh Jackson is in a better situation than any place he's been in so far. Bro, their names are spelled exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, that's why you got to look up Sean McDermott NBA. Wait, is this Sean McDermott's kid? No, no, no. Wait, so how do they have the same name? Dude, there are many people with the same name. But it's Sean McDermott? It's not like an uncommon name. Okay, I guess it's not. It's a very Irish name. But you know. I mean, there's yeah, a, it is a very Irish there's all Now there's McDermott boys in the NBA. There's Doug McDermott, Sean McDermott. And none of them are related? I'm sure somewhere down the lineage, Ancestry.com, I'm sure there's some somehow related. I don't know, man. I've never checked that stuff out. I would never do that. Ah, well. <laughs> Second <laughs> half next time. Second half next time. Yeah, this was fun, but there's still so much to talk about. We got to talk about the Miami Heats. We got to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and their failed acquisition of Bogdan Bogdanovich. We got to talk about the Phoenix Suns and all the slander that has been thrown at the Phoenix Suns over the past few days. And I guess they're slander. moving from Valley Boys to Fellas to. Oh, slander by former players. Basically, Kelly Oubre was slandering the Suns. No, I don't. Oubre wasn't slandering the Suns. He was just excited to be on the Warriors. Come on, man. You know, he clearly said, I'm finally excited to play for a, like an owner who cares about the team and not just the image. Well, I, I don't know. It was very clear slander. Sure. I think that was more about the Washington it was situation. clearly about Phoenix. Okay. No, whatever. James Jones cares about his players, man. I don't think he's not a... the owner. Hmm. James Jones is not the owner. I'm talking about the owner. He said, "Oh, owner. Uh, Robert Sarver." Yeah, because Sarver uh, doesn't care as much as, as Joe Lacob, obviously, because Joe right. Lacob is willing to literally spend millions of dollars in luxury tax just to have Andrew Wiggins and Ubre. But um, yeah. New York Knicks talk. Lots of New York Knicks talk because you know. Gotta talk about the Knicks. OKC talk. OKC you know, talk is gonna be half the podcast. We're just warning you right now. I don't even understand. But, Dude, you know, they, we'll talk the, about the it. number of picks they have for the next six years is insane. This is wild. Yeah, maybe they can. You know, dude, that's what should happen. Okay, listen. So you know how the, the the Seattle Supersonics moved to OKC and became the Thunder, right? So maybe what the Thunder are trying to do is just acquire enough future picks and the future drafts that they can just create a new team in Seattle and just give that team all the picks that the Thunder have acquired over the next six years. So there's, there doesn't need to be like some sort of like a draft to choose players to go to Seattle. They can just basically create a new team out of players that the Thunder have at picks. Expansion franchise, dude. Expansion franchise based on picks. I think it's a genius. You know what's poetic justice? If that expansion franchise, because it's from OKC, they they have to relocate to Seattle. 
like not the Thunder, but this expansion no, no, no. franchise okay, must be in Seattle. Literally, the Thunder basically create two teams, like the Thunder, and then like all their draft picks become the new Seattle team. That's what I'm saying. I I'm hundred percent on board for that. Let's just get rid of the. What well, what franchise would you want to get rid of? The Clippers. Clippers. I utterly would, useless. I would get rid of the Wizards. Nah, Washington needs a team. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. They're the nation's capital. I don't care. Where else would politicians go to watch? <laughs> They're not going to go to watch the Capitals. Yes, Even though the they Capitals would. Are significantly yes, better they of a would. <laughs> Even though the Capitals are significantly better of a hockey team. Go watch the football team. The football. Did you hear, by the way? It's hilarious. So Dan Snyder apparently like put out something that said they might permanently be called the Washington football team. I actually kind of I kind of like it. Okay, obviously it's not true. I just think he's trying to sell more merchandise because I feel like he's like, oh, merch sales are not that high. If we just put out the rumor that we might permanently be called the football team, then people might buy merchandise because it's like, oh, it's a long-term event. You know, like just like I waited until like Justin Herbert like did really well in like four games before buying his jersey because I was like, I don't want to buy the jersey of a bust. Dude, you know, he's so gonna like, be a waited. he's gonna be an All Pro at some point. Yeah, so man. that's basically so what good. like I guess the Washington football team are trying to do. Uh, yeah, they're not the greatest organization, but <laughs> but we yeah. are. The Locked In Podcast is a fantastic top tier organization. We have a Twitter now. Yes, Follow our Twitter. We do. What is our Twitter handle? It's at Locked In underscore Pod. At Locked In underscore Pod because Locked In Pod was taken. Podcast Locked In that was too long. Um. I really tried all variances and locked in underscore pod made the most sense. So follow us locked in underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, you'll know whether it's tree or me tweeting because it's, you'll see this very... is Twitter by iPhone, <laughs> you know, for me, cause I have the superior technology and it's just Twitter for Android when Shree's tweeting. Cause... Or I just tweet from my computer and then nobody can tell. Uh, people can tell there's a clear bias in our tweets. Yeah. There's the chargers <laughs> bias and then everything else. That's really true. <laughs> hey, Austin Eckler coming up IR. No, well, yeah, I'm sure our 11 followers cared about Austin Eckler coming back from IR. I do. I really, I like, I, I like my own tweet. It gave me some moral support. No, but. you know what we'll do? We'll break news like who Kai Bowman dates. That's the type of news we break on this Twitter account. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's not Kai Bowman now. Kai Bowman is gone, right? No, so it has an, to be, I guess. Brad Wanamaker or Alex Tupain? Yeah, he really Axel wanna... Tupain? No, it'll be Nico Mannion. Brad, wow, really, <laughs> Brad really want to make a baby maker? No, it'll, it'll be it'll be Nico Mannion. That's who we'll break the news on next. Dude, I'll Warriors have the the best looking duo in the Bro, NBA. Steph should, Curry, Kelly Oubre. We should convince Nico Mannion to move to San Mountain. Yeah. And like that way we know, like, you know, he's like he's gonna be like he's our plug, he's a like a little source community. Oh my god. Anyways, I think that about does it for this episode. Thanks. If you if you listen to this point, like honestly props to you. We appreciate you. All 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 one and a half of you. And me in the future who's listening to this episode. Yeah, we yeah, appreciate we, you so much. We're we're always responsible for two of our listens to make sure we didn't screw anything up. Uh yeah, but follow our Instagram podcast that locked in. Check out our website, lockedinpod.com. Uh, follow our Twitter now, uh, lockedin underscore pod. We'll definitely be more active on our Twitter because we were very active on Twitter in general, both yes. of us. So we'll be active on our Twitter. And yeah, as always, I guess now it's even more important with Thanksgiving coming around if Sheree decides to release this episode before Thanksgiving. But with the holidays coming around, you know, 
Stay safe and wash your hands. Wash your hands, people. And a very happy Thanksgiving to you all. Peace. I don't know about that. Bro, there would be players who just think I suck, so I would pump fake everything and just draw fouls. I think at a certain point to stop looking for the pump fake. Well, after one free throw, I have more free throws than Tony Snell per game. That's true, actually. That's true. Um, Golden State. I am heartbroken by Klay Thompson's Achilles injury. I don't want to talk about that because that's just going to make me sad. But pretty decent offseason otherwise. Lost Kai Bowman, who I honestly am sad to see go. Because in a really down season, he was a really energetic player. He Dude, apparently tried on he defense. was dating someone. He was dating someone that went to my high school. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, we really. got some Kai Bowman tea? I, that's not, literally all I know. Source about Kai leaked. It's literally dude, all I know about Kai Bowman is he's on the war or he was on the Warriors. Now he's not on the Warriors. Uh, oh, <laughs> and he's dating someone that or he, I guess he was. I'm not sure if he still is. I don't know. Oh my god, we got we got breaking news on the Locked In podcast. Breaking dude. news, a Bowman bomb. Uh, okay, um, but so, they did get Kent Bazemore, who I'm really excited to have back. They got Kelly Oubre. Yeah, please, please talk more about Kent Bazemore and less about James Wiseman and Kelly Oubre. No, well, I'll get to Wiseman and Mannion later. Our draft picks are crazy, but Brad Nico. Wanamaker from Boston, fantastic backup, I think. He plays defense, shoots efficient from three, um, doesn't turn the ball over too much. And then back to Oubre, I predict he's going to average like 21 points a game this season. Like something like that, like a fringe so, all-star type player, just a real energy guy. So, I mean, about that, right? My Me and my friends were just doing s- some numbers talk, right, with the Warriors, just seeing if both Ubre and Wiggins could average 20-plus. And the only way they'd get to average 20-plus is they shot at a higher clip with the same volume of shots, like looking at, like, Steph, and if you shot around the same volume, and just basically, like, looking at shots. I think they're going to average 18 per game, which is, again, not bad. I think 20 is going to be hard for both of them. It's going to be... 18 for both or like 17 and 21. No, so that's like, what I think, I think. I think Wiggins is going to average somewhere around like 18-ish. And Ubre is going to be the one to get 21. Because I think he shoots definitely more efficiently from three-point range. And he takes yeah. more. So, I okay. I don't know. I really like the Ubre pickup. That was so sudden and also really I think really this is smart. a playoff team if nobody gets injured. But do you think this is a deep playoff team or a playoff team that gets bounced in the first or second round? Well, let, let's discuss their rotation super kick. Obviously, we know Steph. Draymond, Wiseman, um, Ubre, Wiggins. That's like your your starting five, and then and then you have Pascal coming off the bench. You have Pascal. You have Kevon Looney, Jordan Poole in his second season. Uh, Marquise Chris, who really impressed me last season. And, and then I guess maybe you'd have like Mannion coming off in like the second, maybe third rotation as like a guard. Nico Mannion, if you really need scoring, but they, no, you'd have Wanamaker. For you sure, Brad Wanamaker is going to play like he's going to play that Sean Livingston role. I think. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I I just spent like an, I spent an hour watching Nico Mannion highlights from from his time in Arizona, and like he seems to be pretty good, dude. But a lot like, of players just look really good in college. Yeah. Well, okay. He doesn't look great, but he played well. No, and I think by the end of the season, he'll have a definite carved out role in the rotation. It's just right now you trust Wanamaker with those backup guard minutes. That's true. Fun team. I'm really excited to see what they do. I still think they're a top five team in the West. I don't know. I think there's a lot. I mean, because look, you're assuming that Wiseman play like, like 
essentially is going to be like a very good because if Clay was there, I would say a hundred percent because the Warriors functioned really well with just Clay and Steph, and they didn't need like a great center, right? Mm-hmm. During especially like twenty sixteen, they'd need a fantastic center. But I feel like now because Clay's out, I mean, although you do have what like Kelly Oubre, to, I guess, kind of fill in a role a little bit. Like I think you like Wiseman needs to play at a higher level than I think he might like ideally want to be playing at i think wiseman wiseman is gonna be that one rare nba big who just comes out the gate nba ready that's my Uh, that's my gut feeling about him like he just gives off such all his interviews so far have been fantastic if he wasn't drafted by the warriors would you believe that statement yes because i've seen wiseman like play consistently especially because he's always gone to those steph curry select camps and i watch those videos like way too much like just throughout the years he's dynamite he's just twitchy for a big guy that's really abnormal um has a very smooth looking jump shot i don't know if it's going to be as efficient as it looks but it looks very natural for him so i don't know i feel like wiseman could be a very very good player just coming out the gate but we'll see again rookies big guys in the league i don't know what to expect exactly but i just have a gut feeling he's going to be really good so that's enough for the Warriors for now. Um, Rockets, who just had a crazy, crazy offseason. And most of that craziness just came with the uncertainty with their stars. Does Harden want to go to Brooklyn? Does Westbrook want to trade? Both of them have refuted any reports of any of that news. And since then, I actually think the Rockets have done a really good job building their team. Um, they lost Covington to Portland. They lost Austin Rivers to the Knicks, and they lost Jeff Green. But they got DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Wood, and those two, I think, offset all of those losses. Christian Wood's going to be a star, or maybe not an all-star, but he's going to be a very good big man. And DeMarcus Cousins, I'm telling you, if Boogie is healthy, this is going to be the signing of the offseason. A healthy DeMarcus Cousins elevates this Rockets team from feisty playoff team to legitimate title contender dude i feel like we've been saying that about boogie for like the past three years it's like oh if boogie's healthy it changes everything like when you're signed by the lakers and signed by the warriors and it's just like i really hope boogie stays injury free but based on his track record i just like i think you have to assume that he's going to be a non-factor right I still uh, think. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, that's just, just like based the on the track record. I, that's I don't, just I don't the think you could say, "Oh, you know." Like, I, I think it's fine if you say, "Oh, if he's healthy, this he, he like it will change the league." Yeah, but I think you have to assume he's not going to be mm-hmm. because he's like what he's bounced back for after every injury looked really good and like some point in the season just got injured, and it sucks for him. It sucks for the team he's on. But essentially, like I th- like the Rockets don't need Boogie right now, and it, I mean they do need Boogie, but like even just with Christian Wood. Right, I think they are potentially like a. I think the Christian Wood signing kind of saved maybe Harden from leaving, in some senses, because it like maybe it didn't. I don't know, but I think it kind of did because they're clearly abandoning this like no player above like six seven <laughs> mentality that they had before. Dude, I'm Jeff so Green was I, their tallest guy. Can I just tell you, I'm so hyped for PJ Tucker to actually feel like an NBA player again. Like this Except guy has been run to the ground by the rocket system but 
I don't know who they're going to start now. Like, it's going to be obviously Westbrook and Harden, assuming they're staying. And then and Christian Wood. He's 100% going to be the Christian starter. Christian Wood for center. sure. Probably Eric Gordon. And then do you start Cousins or Tucker? Like, well, how? It depends on if Cousins is game ready. And I think they're going to take it slow, which I'd rather have them take it slow mm-hmm. than, than, than like Cousins get injured again. Sure. I think I would rather start Boogie just because that creates a little more high variance. Because we all, everyone knows what the PJ Tucker Rocket small ball lineup looks like, but I'm excited for the Rockets for once. And if they do end up doing that Westbrook for Wall swap, um, I think that's worse for both teams. But you know, it is. Or worse. it could just be net zero. Like Boogie and John Wall have obvious chemistry from before. Um, their Kentucky days. And then Westbrook and Beal could be really weirdly interesting. I don't know. We'll see. That's a thing to monitor. I think we're going to have to split our free agency into two episodes because we are 11 through 30. We have finished 11 teams of 30 teams. So Yeah, let's split it into. Let's finish up the Pacers, both LA teams, and then we can start with the Grizz for the next time. Yes, let's do that. Indiana, okay. a very... They, they did nothing, they right? They literally I mean, did nothing. I don't really want to discuss them. I don't think they did much at all. Wait, but hold up, though. They gave up TJ Leaf. That's like probably, you know, a huge off-season signing. And you know who they gave Thunder. up TJ Leaf to? Okay, see. Thunder. Because the Thunder... Oh, I'm excited for next episode because the Thunder are just 30 minutes on their own. Um uh. Yeah, I yeah we, cannot, Leaf... we cannot fit Thunder Talk into this episode. <laughs> yeah, Sam Presti. We should get Sam Presti on so, an episode. Do you remember point. at one point there were rumors about how Victor Oladipo was like telling every single team after he played them that I want to play with you guys? Mm-hmm. And like two days after those rumors came out, like Oladipo was like, ah, oh, nah, I'm like here for the Pacers. I'm here to stay. I'm committed. I'm ready to make our roster better. And then they did mm-hmm. nothing in free agency. Like, what is nothing. What a turn of events. Just like... First, oh, Oladipo's leaving. Then Oladipo's staying, and he wants better free agents. Then only guy we bring in is Jalen LeCue. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not going to bring in anybody. You really think your team is, is like, you really think that TJ Warren's going to play like Michael Jordan again? Like, I don't understand. No, and they're relying on Oladipo to just get back to being fully healthy because that team is a very good team, especially with the healthy Sabonis, too. Yeah, but Sabonis, it's just... Sabonis and Oladipo were not, I mean, Sabonis wasn't even there in the playoffs. Yeah. But... It's just a really boring team to watch sometimes. You know, I feel like the team is very representative of the area they're from. Explain. You know, okay, well, like, Indiana, you know, it's, like, boring, hella cornfields and stuff. But, like, Indiana is, like, you know, a, a state rich in basketball tradition. So they have, like, I guess, an exciting player, right, in in Victor Oladipo. And they have ex UT Austin alum that doesn't make any sense because ex and alum they have UT Austin alum Miles Turner <laughs> Hookham who I guess now can shoot threes um, but like did they have you know <laughs> Doug McDermott who's your token like sort of Indiana Hoosiers like Doug McDermott seems the only like, seems like the only guy on this team who would actually be in the movie Hoosiers <laughs> and right? I really thought they should have gotten Gordon Hayward like that was the yeah, signing they should have done I think at one point there were there was rumors of that, but I guess you know Michael Jordan just really enticed. Maybe maybe Gordon Hayward wanted to restart his beef with Terry Rozier. That's what I think. Or maybe he wants to amend it. He was just like, you know what? I'm gonna sign for a billion dollars with the Hornets just so I can fix my friendship with Terry Rozier. Okay, wait. Could the 
could the Pacers have signed Gordon Hayward? Like, do they have the money to? That- I definitely think they could have, especially if they worked out some sort of like Miles Turner swap, like a sign and yeah, trade. Okay, but they'd have to give up pl- like pieces, right? But like, I still don't think the Turner Sabonis fit makes sense. It doesn't, but now that Miles Turner can shoot threes, everything has changed. Well, no, Miles Turner has been shooting threes. Like, it's not some but, sudden no, thing. He, in the bubble, he really shot the three kind of well. You mean in the the four game sweep that happened? Yeah. Okay, before the four game sweep. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. I not I not anticipate the Heat would sweep the Pacers. I had such high expectations for a TJ Warren Jimmy Butler duel. It just never happened. Dude, TJ Warren and Jim, Jimmy Butler is like fire and fire extinguisher. You know, <laughs> the battle is over before it starts. Yeah, only one player really had the Heat. If you know what I mean. <laughs> That's why I said fire and fire extinguisher. Um, Actually, it should be the other way. Never mind. That was that wasn't whatever. That wasn't great. Okay, want to move on to the Clippers now? Yeah. Speaking of a dumpster fire, um, I hate what they did this off season. Like, they lost Montrezl Harrell. They lost Shamit. They lost Jermichael Green. And I'm it's not necessarily I I don't hate it because of who they added. Like Ibaka, fantastic. Luke Kennard, fantastic. But after seeing what the Lakers did. And let's just talk about the Lakers right now. The, the Clippers did nothing to improve their status See, okay. against this the Lakers. This is the thing. Whenever you talk about the Clippers, you have to talk about the Lakers. No, it's because the Clippers just have that expectation. When you have Kawhi and Paul George on your team, Like you have to be right there competing for a championship. And I don't think they got better than the Lakers even a little bit. The Lakers, meanwhile, added Dennis Schroeder. Runner-up for sixth man of the year. Montrez Harrell, sixth man of the year. Wesley Matthews, who is instant plug-and-play 3 and D on any team in the league. Jordan Bell and Alfonso McKinney, two Golden State Warrior legends. So they're going to be like the last guys on the bench, but I don't care. I just love them. Um, they managed Marc to Gasol. keep... They managed to... Yes, Marcus Gasol. I was going to get to Marcus Gasol. They managed to keep KCP, keep Caruso, keep Kuzma... Okay, keeping Kuzma was not, like, I was totally fine with letting him go. Sure, but it's nice having him. I don't know. And then if you Marcus have Gasol, him, you have to play him. The crazy, if he plays, he's not going to do well. So. I just think you have a an unnecessary hate for a Twitter legend in Kyle Kuzma. I, Giving out PS5s to Laker fans? Look, Kuzma does a lot for his community, and I really adore him off the court. But on the court, he's not consistent. He is so inconsistent. He is like too inconsistent for me to like him to be in the regular Lakers rotation. Like, I just don't... It's kind of like... Like, I... Even Rondo was more consistent than than than, than him. I don't know. It kind of really makes me mad. But yeah. He was like basically Danny Green in the playoffs, you know? But well, Danny Green was Danny Green in the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's true. But, okay. The the whole Dwight Howard situation was honestly kind of sad, mm-hmm. but it is what. Did it you is. hear about what happened? Yeah, so let's explain to the viewers. So I guess what happened was Dwight Howard texted the Lakers and said, "Yeah, I accept your deal for like five mil or something, right?" And the Lakers essentially said, "Oh, that wasn't like a firm deal. It was just like an offer. Let's talk to like we're gonna talk to the front office and get back to you." And right away, Dwight Howard, and when he said, "I'm accepting your deal," the first thing they did was post on Twitter saying. Love the purple and gold. Glad to stay here another year or whatever. But then after that conversation happened, he deleted that tweet, signed with the Sixers. And I think it's because the Lakers were in talks of getting 
Montrez Harrell at that point. So essentially they were like, we don't need Dwight Howard. So it's just the question now is like, who would you rather have? Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee or Montrez Harrell and Marcus Gasol? And the answer is quite certainly Marcus Gasol and Montrez Harrell. Because whatever Montrez Harrell doesn't give you on defense, Marcus Gasol does. And that is going to be a dangerous, dangerous lineup. If Whether the two are staggering their minutes or playing together, uh, Marcus Gasol just gives you that defensive intellect like he's always gonna I be... disagree with this so much why I think Gasol's always gonna be in the right place defensively he stretches the floor well, for no you. excellent passer N- not not with your analysis just with the with the choice of Gasol and like Harrell or Dan like or, or Dwight Howard and Javion McGee you'd rather have McGee and Dwight dude Dwight Howard can hit threes now okay do you know the last point scored in the NBA finals were what a Dwight Howard three changes the game i really wanted a serious argument and you just didn't give me that you didn't give me <laughs> okay, that pleasure. i don't think they're okay i like think about it i i guess there's like some argument in the sense of like at least both of them provide better defense like that's consistent and like they're both con- more consistent in the sense and also like I, the one thing people forget is marcus was 36 years old like the guy's not young no, he's not young, but in terms of consistency, I expect more consistency from Harrell and Gasol than I do from McGee and Howard. And the, the one thing that is nice about McGee and Howard is their vertical threat. Like, they're definitely better lob-catching threats for good interior passers like AD I and meant LeBron. consistency in the, in the sense that you know what you're going to get every single game in the sense that they're going to be pretty reliable on the defensive end. On the offensive end, like, they're not going to be taking jumpers or anything like what Marc Gasol might do, right? But I but, enjoy the fact that now the Lakers have two centers with expectations. <laughs> yeah, That's I guess. That's definitely I better, I think. I'm just not sure about the whole Montrose Herald thing because he was on the Clippers, and I'm not sure if he's going to bring any of that toxic, like, you know, locker room talk. Maybe LeBron will squash it. But see, we, we started talking about the Clippers, and we just completely devolved to, about, like, we haven't even talked about, like, who they, I guess, picked up. I mean, we barely touched on it, but we just talked about the Lakers. I feel like that's how the Clippers... The Clippers should just move to, like, San Diego, back to, like, where they started. Or they should move to... I'm trying to think of a city that deserves the Clippers. Um, oh, you know what we do have to talk about with the Clippers? They signed Marcus Morris, re-signed him for your $64 million. Are you kidding me? Markeith took the minimum to stay on the Lakers, and Marcus signed four years, 64? And First who was of all, better? Huge was over... Better? Oh, okay. Marcus is a little better. I think he can do, do more for no. you on offense. Okay, but how much he better? He is not $64 million better. That's my point. Crazy overpaid. Like, that should not have been the amount he signed for. The Clippers should relocate to, like, St. Louis or something. St. Louis Clippers. I could totally see that, you know? I, I could, would I could not mind definitely. if they relocated to Seattle. Nah, Seattle deserves a franchise better than the Clippers, yeah. dude. Come on. No, I agree. I think Sacramento should move to Seattle. Do you, do you, do, but Golden One Arena is such a nice arena. The Seattle Kings? Kind of nice ring to it. Wait, isn't King County the the county where Seattle's in? I think so. It is. Do, yes, it is. I don't even live there, and I know that. Well, I've only been here for a month. It doesn't matter. It's, it's King months. County is the county where Seattle's in. Yes, I do right. know that. You didn't know that. I knew that. I should move to I Seattle almost, instead of you. Yeah, why don't we switch? Except I'm, I'm currently in San Ramon, so it's not like I'm going to switch anywhere. Um, but yes, the Clippers underachieved this offseason while the Lakers upgraded basically every spot they lost someone at. They lost 
Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, and Rondo. How did the Lakers even get Montrezl Harrell? No idea. So strange. And Montrezl Harrell was saying you the Clippers what? didn't like. I feel bad. I feel bad for Dwight Howard because I heard Dwight Howard really wanted to stay with the Lakers because his wife plays for the Sparks. I think he finally so, also found a good like basketball situation. Yeah, and him. like he really likes the culture there, and like we love him now, and like he's like nice and stuff, and like you know. It's hilarious that he and Daryl Morey are reunited after his Rockets yeah. seasons. I don't that know, was... man. All right, let's. Last team for today, let's talk Grizzlies. And they really didn't do anything. Like, their biggest thing is getting Jaron Jackson Jr. back healthy. Um, and John Morant's They got Sean McDermott. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. Um, Mario Hazonia was their biggest off-season signing, which says a lot about <laughs> how wait, the Grizzlies wait, did. The Memphis Grizzlies, really, they, the Memphis Grizzlies really got Sean McDermott. They, Sean McDermott. No, they really just didn't do anything. Like their their team is just going to be a feisty seven through ten, maybe compete for the play-in tournament, that type of team. Are you looking Wait, up they, Sean McDermott to see whether they got the Bills head coach or an actual player named Sean McDermott? I I genuinely am okay. No, but the Bills also lost Josh Jackson. It's not the Bills. The Grizzlies also lost. Sean. Dude, just uh, at this point, we got to end the episode. Once we're talking okay, about the Bills, okay, but Josh Jackson is pretty good. No, he's he's just he hasn't had a good developing situation anywhere, which is why I think Detroit Dwayne Casey is actually going to help him. Whatever drunk off season they had, I do think Josh Jackson is in a better situation than any place he's been in so far. Bro, their names are spelled exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, that's why you got to look up Sean McDermott NBA. Wait, is this Sean McDermott's kid? No, no, no. Wait, so how do they have the same name? Dude, there are many people with the same name. But Sean McDermott? It's not like an uncommon name. Okay, I guess it's not. It's a very Irish name. But you know. I mean, there's yeah, a, it is a very Irish there's name. All, now there's McDermott boys in the NBA. There's Doug McDermott, Sean McDermott. And none of them are related? I'm sure somewhere down the lineage, Ancestry.com, I'm sure there's some somehow related i don't know man i'd never check that stuff out i would never do that ah well (laughs) second (laughs) half next time second half next time yeah this was fun but there's still so much to talk about we gotta talk about the miami heats we gotta talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and their failed acquisition of Bogdan Bogdanovich. We're going to talk about the Phoenix Suns and all the slander that has been thrown at the Phoenix Suns over the past few days. And I guess they're slander. moving from Valley Boys to Fellas to... Oh, slander by former players. Basically, Kelly Oubre was slandering the Suns. No, I don't. Uber wasn't slandering the Suns. He was just excited to be on the Warriors. Come on, man. He clearly said, I'm finally excited to play for a, like an owner who cares about the team and not just the image. Well, I, I don't know. It was very clear slander. Sure, I think that was more about the Washington. Whatever. It was situation. clearly about Phoenix. Okay. No, whatever. James Jones cares about his players, man. I don't think he that's is not a... the owner. Hmm. James Jones is not the owner. I'm talking about the owner. He said, "Oh, owner. Uh, Robert Sarver." Yeah, because Sarver uh, doesn't care as much as, as Joe Lacob, obviously, because Joe right. Lacob is willing to literally spend millions of dollars in luxury taxes to have Andrew Wiggins and Ubre, but. 
Um, yeah. New York Knicks talk. Lots of New York Knicks talk because, you know, got to talk about the Knicks. OKC talk. OKC you know, talk is going to be half the podcast. We're just warning you right now. I don't even understand. But, Dude, you know, they, we'll talk the, about the number of picks they have for the next six years is insane. This is wild. Yeah, maybe they can. You know, dude, that's what should happen. Okay, listen. So you know how the, the the Seattle SuperSonics moved to OKC and became the Thunder, right? So maybe what the Thunder are trying to do is just acquire enough future picks and the future drafts that they can just create a new team in Seattle and just give that team all the picks that the Thunder have acquired over the next six years. So there's there doesn't need to be like some sort of like draft to choose players to go to Seattle. They can just basically create a new team out of players that the Thunder have of picks. Expansion franchise, dude. Expansion franchise based on picks. I think it's a genius. You know what's poetic justice? If that expansion franchise, because it's from OKC, they they have to relocate to Seattle. Like not the Thunder, but this expansion no, no, no. franchise dude, okay, must be in Seattle. Literally the Thunder basically create two teams, like the Thunder and then like all their draft picks become the new Seattle team. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm 100% on board for that. Let's just get rid of the, well, what franchise would you want to get rid of? The Clippers. Clippers? I Utterly would, useless. I would get rid of the Wizards. Nah, Washington needs a team. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. They're the nation's capital. I don't care. Where else would politicians go to watch? <laughs> They're not going to go to watch the Capitals. Yes, Even though the they would. Are significantly yes, better they would. <laughs> Even though the Capitals are significantly better of a hockey team. Go watch the football team. The football. Did you hear? By the way, it's hilarious. So Dan Snyder apparently like put out something that said they might permanently be called the Washington Football Team. I actually kind of. I kind of like it. Okay, obviously it's not true. I just think he's trying to sell more merchandise because I feel like he's like, oh, merch sales are not that high. If we just put out the rumor that we might permanently be called the football team, then people might buy merchandise because it's like, oh, it's a long-term event. You know, like just like I waited until like Justin Herbert like did really well in like four games before buying his jersey because I was like, I don't want to buy the jersey of a bust. Dude, you know, he's so gonna like, be a waited. he's gonna be an All Pro at some point. Yeah, so man. that's Herbert's basically so what good. like I guess the Washington Football Team are trying to do. Uh, yeah, they're not the greatest organization, but <laughs> but we yeah. are. The Locked In Podcast is a fantastic top tier organization. We have a Twitter now. Yes, Follow our Twitter. We do. What is our Twitter handle? It's at locked in underscore pod. At locked in underscore pod because locked in pod was taken. Podcast locked in that was too long. Um, I really tried all variances and locked in underscore pod made the most sense. So follow us locked in underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, you'll know whether it's Shree or me tweeting because it's, you'll see it's very... Twitter by iPhone, <laughs> you know, for me, because I have the superior technology and it's just Twitter for Android when Shree's tweeting. Cause... Or I just tweet from my computer and then nobody can tell. Uh, people can tell. There's a clear bias in our tweets. Yeah, there's the Chargers <laughs> bias and then everything else. <laughs> That's really true. <laughs> hey, Austin Eckler coming up IR. No, well, I yeah, I'm sure our 11 followers cared about Austin Eckler coming back from IR. I do. I really. I like. I like. I like my own tweet. It gave me some moral support. No, you know what we'll do? We'll break news like who Kai Bowman dates. That's the type of news we break on this Twitter account. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's not Kai Bowman now. Kai Bowman is gone, right? Oh, so it has to be, I guess, Brad Wanamaker or Alex Tupain. Yeah, he really Axel wanna... Tupain. No, it'll be Nico Mannion. Brad wow, really. That's... Brad really want to make a baby maker. No, it'll, it'll be it'll be Nico Mannion. 
that's who we'll break the news on next. Dude, the Warriors have the, the best looking duo in the Bro, NBA. Steph should, Curry, convince, Kelly Oubre. We should convince Nico Mannion to move to Sandra Mountain. Yeah. And like that way we know, like you know, he's like he's gonna be like he's our plug. He's a like a little source. Community. Oh my god. Anyways, I think that about does it for this episode. Thanks. If you if you listen to this point, like honestly, props to you. We appreciate you, all 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 one and a half of you, and me in the future who's listening to this episode. Yeah, we yeah, appreciate we, you so much. We're, we're always responsible for two of our listens to make sure we didn't screw anything up. Uh yeah, but follow our Instagram podcast at Locked In. Check out our website, lockedinpod.com. Uh, follow our Twitter now, uh, lockedin underscore pod. We'll definitely be more active on our Twitter because we are very active on Twitter in general, both yes. of us. So we'll be active on our Twitter. And yeah, as always, I guess now it's even more important with Thanksgiving coming around if Sheree decides to release this episode before Thanksgiving. But with the holidays coming around, you know, stay safe and wash your hands. Wash your hands, people. And a very happy Thanksgiving to you all. Peace.